Hello, and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and hacks on how to practice gratitude daily. Whether you're a gratitude guru or you've lost your gratitude journal once again, we've got you covered. We share personal and authentic stories from our guests who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, parents, caregivers, and everyday human beings just like you and I. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm an intuitive business and health coach, and I'm here to inspire you to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day. Hi, friends. Welcome back for another episode of the podcast. I really and truly appreciate every time you click on that button to listen to an episode of the podcast. I know there are so many thousands and thousands of podcasts you could choose from, so it means a lot that you've decided to spend some time with me today. And today I've got a very special guest to share her story with us. Her name is Amy Park, and I know that you will enjoy this interview as much as I did because it was absolutely phenomenal. Before we dive into the episode, I wanted to check in with you. Did you know that I wrote a book? So many years ago, I wrote a book called 30 Days of Gratitude, The Gratitude Program That Will Change Your Life. Now, the story of how this book came together in four months is something for another episode of the podcast. What I will share with you is that this book was not only a way for me to share all of the many ways that I was practicing gratitude at the time, But it was also part of my healing as I started writing the book shortly after I had my first traumatic miscarriage. For those that are new here, you may or may not know that I am a mom of an amazing 10-year-old daughter, and I am truly blessed to be a mom. I struggle with endometriosis, so the fact that I have a child at all is truly a gift. And after my daughter was born, I had two subsequent miscarriages. The book, 30 Days of Gratitude, is a program that takes you through different ways to shift your mindset, to practice gratitude, and all the ways that at that time in my life, I was using gratitude. You can find this and many other things on my website, which is wakeupwithgratitude.com. I have an online shop, and if you want to order an author signed copy of the book, you can get it there. The book is also available around the world in any Amazon shop, Barnes and Noble, Indigo chapters. It's available as a Kindle and a Kobo. So if you want to get your hands on it that way, I am honored that you would choose to purchase my book in whatever way makes sense for you. Again, if you want to grab an author signed copy of the book, please visit my website, wakeupwithgratitude.com. Amy Park is an actor and abundance coach, fulfilling her life's dream of guiding others back to their true self-love. Amy became an abundance coach when she saw a need for more joy in the world and created her Awakened Joy program. A life event that instilled this need was due to her gift of seeing and communicating with spirits in her home and how one particular spirit caused her mindset to shift. Our podcast episode is filled with twists, tears, and turns as we land together with deep gratitude by the end. This episode is really, really special. And 
working with Amy on this podcast turned into something that I had never expected. And I am truly grateful that Amy was so brave and shared so many intimate parts of her story with us in this episode. Hello, and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I'd like to welcome Amy Park. Good morning, Amy. Good morning from Los Angeles. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it when I interview people from the same time zone as me. It makes life so much easier for both of us, but... Amy, I'm so excited to have you here on the podcast. Amy's an actor and an abundance coach. She vibrates so much joy and positivity. She's the creator of a program called uh, Awakened Joy. I mean, who wouldn't want to be part of something that's all about awakening joy? She exudes gratitude through her posts. We connected through Instagram, which is such a great place to connect with positive energy and also um, authenticity. You know, I love that Amy is not just, yeah, you see she's smiling and happy, but she's also being authentically herself. She's showing up as her, all the beautiful facets of her that I've been getting to know. And we connected, Amy reached out and we connected and thought, what a great way for us to really get to know each other is through a podcast recording. So Amy, I would love to hear a little bit of your story. Like you're just, you're so full of optimism and positivity. Is that something that came from childhood? Well, first of all, thank you so much for this beautiful introduction. (laughs) I'm so honored. And, um, you know, this morning I was really thinking about what to say um, on this podcast specifically, because there are so many things that, you know, we draw from and different experiences and instances, but um, I'm really excited to talk a little bit about my childhood because it was actually the complete opposite of, you know, who I am now. I just remember, I remember my friends kind of saying, you know, you were that girl with like the walking dark cloud around you and just being so depressed, feeling like, you know, what's the point of living? What's the point of life really? And so to be in the complete opposite, you know, headspace, it it was a beautiful journey. And I, you know, it's a story that most people probably haven't really uh, uh, or believe in, um, but it's my story and it's something that has changed my life and it does involve spirits. <laughs> I don't know more. if you believe in ghosts or believe We're in all spirits. about spirits here on this podcast. So you t- tell us more. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I can't leave this out because it's, it really is a fundamental aspect of change, a pivotal shift in my life. When um, I moved into this house um, back in New Jersey, that's where I grew up, uh, five or six years old. Um, and this house was really haunted and the most haunted place I think was my room, (laughs) lucky me. And there was a woman, uh, beautiful in her thirties, uh, blonde hair, very frail, thin, always on the corner of my room where my closet was. So I can't help but see her every single day. And she was just so sad. And I uh, started to get to know her when I was about eight years old, heard her voice first when I was eight years old. Um, And I started to really see spirits since then. And um, in my family, no one else is able to really see them except for me, but it is passed down. uh, So my grandma can see ghosts, my great-great-grandmother. And so 
I guess the theory is, you know, every other <laughs> generation first woman of her family is able to see spirits and, and I'm the first um, woman of my, my siblings. And so um, I, I couldn't really understand why I was able to see it. I don't think people really understood me. I think if I told anyone, they thought I'd be kind of crazy. And if I did try to say, you know, people would be kind of hesitant because I think, you know, if you think about it, maybe even 20 years ago, talking about ghosts or spirits, it's a very taboo, like what? I don't believe you kind of a thing. Now it's more, you know, accepted and people are like, oh yeah, totally. But I think you just, you know, 20 years ago, people are are not really about it. And so um, I really kept it to myself, but um, growing up, I, I had a very, yeah, a difficult childhood, um, not the greatest upbringing, you know, um, my parents did the best that they could with what they knew, but, you know, I think when um, there's just a lot of scarcity mindset and just a lot of um, disagreements and how, joy and how love should be lived. Um, my dad was really focusing on a need to, uh, need to live, make money. Um, what is happiness? Happiness doesn't exist kind of mentality. And so trying to find that on my own, um, was, uh, definitely a push and pull. And that's kind of where acting has saved my life. True. To be honest. Yeah. Art has saved my life. But with the ghosts, <laughs> um, seeing just seeing ghosts all over my house. I mean, there were around maybe 14 or 21 ghosts in my house wow. just on a regular basis. And so, you know, to come home and see all these ghosts just staring at you every single day, um, it does something to you, you know, especially if they're sad and angry and yeah. yeah. Now, were you able to tell your parents what you were seeing? I told my mom, um, she definitely did not entertain it. <laughs> um, she kind of be like, okay. Um, it was kind of like, oh yeah, 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 whatever. Um, but it really wasn't until high school that she started to take it in seriously because I had a friend who was a medium. And when she came over to my house, um, you know, she would say the same things and see what I saw. And I saw her friend. Um, Evelyn, who who passed away. And I, I just kept, I was like, I see this girl. She keeps coming to me. She has black curly hair. And like, I only see her in the corner of my eye, but she's there. I feel like she's here for me for a good reason. And she was like, oh, that's my friend, Evelyn. Yeah. She, she only comes to people that, you know, I really care about. Oh and um, luckily I was able to see her. And um, she's kind of taught me how to talk to spirits and um, communicate with them. I don't do it anymore. I kind of, you know, I had to detach. <laughs> um, you can only take in so much, you know, and what's really taught me was I remember one day um, I was kind of going through this whole crisis of um, people telling me, you know, there is, it's just heaven and hell. And, you know, if you don't believe in God, you're going to go to hell. And um, it was really jarring to hear that, especially when you're so young and people saying like, if you don't believe in God, um, and I mean, I do believe in God, but I just didn't go to church in that way. And, um, I think everybody has a different relationship with God. And, um, you know, for me, it's, 
it's just the way that I choose to do it. And there is no right or wrong. I really don't believe there is a right or wrong in that. Um, and my relationship with God is, is so beautiful on its own. And um, I remember just, yeah, there were moments where, when I wanted to, you know, just leave this world. Um, I think I was like 14 and I remember a ghost. I, I was just sitting with this man and, and I was like, you know, like, am I going to go to hell? I asked something of that question. And he was like, hell, he's like, look at me. This is my hell. I'm stuck. I can't go anywhere. He's like, everything is a perspective. And I don't know what it was. I think it was just the right timing, the right, the right alignment of everything, but it woke me up from my dark cloud. <laughs> wow. And I was like, I can't, I can't live this way. I need to live a life of true fulfillment. Because what if, like um, Jackie, the woman in my room, the blonde woman in my room who died when she was only in her 30s, um, I, she wouldn't tell me her full story, but she died, um, I think, because of a disease or because of a car crash or something like that. It was, she was supposed to get married. Uh, and so her soul is back here um, and, and in my room. Yeah. And so I learned a lot about her, you know, for the 15 years I lived there. <laughs> and what I've realized was no matter what is happening to you externally, if you are not in true fulfillment with your internal joy, and if you suddenly pass away, you know, that is what you're going to be stuck with. And so to have gathered that from the spirit world, it's taught me a lot. <laughs> to really embrace every single day as a gift. And so every night before I go to bed, I truly am filled with so much fulfillment. And I'm like, thank you for this day. And I ask myself every morning, if today were my last, how would I live it? As a reminder, as a reminder. Oh, Amy, I really wish I could give you a hug right now because thank you for your courage. Uh, thank you for your sharing one of your hardest and darkest moments with us. And I am incredibly grateful that the decision you made was to change direction and not continue with the thought of no longer being here. Because of the way that you show up today, because of the way you influence people today. And also, I really appreciate that you are talking about something that often children do see spirits and they do feel spirits. And so often, especially, yeah, it's very recent that some people are okay with talking about, you know, that veil between the living and the, the gone. Like, it's not as it's permeable and some people can feel it and others cannot. And especially children, you know, they tend to be more aware and because we haven't told them that it's not real and they can't do it. And by you yeah. sharing your story today, what it does is it 
It opens a door for someone else who has a story to share. It opens a door for a parent whose child has been maybe saying something like this and they weren't listening. It also opens the door to the incredible impact that um, the spirit world can have on our lives. And it literally, like you said, it just turned things around for you in such a magical way. So thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, this was not the story that I was you know, thinking of sharing. I never, I don't think I've ever shared it on any podcast, but I don't know. I was going on my morning meditation walk and I was like, I'm feeling really called to share this story. And I feel like Julie would really resonate with it. Yeah. I'm, like I said, this is a safe place for you to share this kind of story. We've, we've heard other different stories of people that have had different encounter with spirit and how it affects their lives. And Thank you. Thank you for choosing to share with our audience in this way and know that we support you and we're here with you and that um, this part of your story, I think is so important because what we see on Instagram is, you know, the part of your story where you are today and that's good. And we want to see that. And that's really important. And my goodness, do we need positivity in this world more than ever? And yet there are so many others that are really struggling still. They haven't had that moment of turning around. They haven't allowed themselves to make that choice to wake up and thank you for the gift of today. And if today were my last day, how would I spend it? And then at the end of the day, do the same thing. Thank you for this gift. I lived another day. You and I really align in that way because that is really the two things. If I only do two gratitude practices a day, it's that today it's the gift how am I going to best serve others? And the same thing at the end of the day. So um, there's no accident that you and I connected. So I'm I'm just so excited. So moving forward oh, a little bit. That. What's that? I believe that. Divide appointments, as they say. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's interesting how I've been doing this podcast now for over a year. You know, I'm in over a hundred episodes and Um, what I find now is that more people are finding the podcast as opposed (laughs) to me, like trying to find the people to come onto the podcast. Right. And I'm really following my intuition on who I bring on as a guest. And then I'm always like the timing of the interview will always be the right time. I believe that wholeheartedly. Right. For you, for me, we just, it's all in, yeah, I'm really a big fan big believer that it's all in divine timing and that allowing that space to um, manifest in divine timing. I mean, you're an abundance coach. You talk about manifesting, you know, allowing divine timing to guide us and to be in flow is where we, you know, see that. So speaking of flow though, there's something I really want to ask you about. Absolutely. (laughs) Because I, so you do some great reels on Instagram and on TikTok. I'm not really on TikTok much, but I can know that they come, you know, sometimes they come from TikTok. Reels are on Instagram for those that might not know. So reels are similar to what you see on TikTok, but it's the Instagram version of it. Yeah. And I saw you doing some amazing martial arts with and I was like, are those nunchucks? Like, yeah. and you were just in this amazing flow. So can you just tell me where the like martial arts part of your background comes from? Cause I'm fascinated by that. We'll be right back to the episode after a quick word from our product partner, USANA Health Sciences. Friends, when you think about self-love, 
do you think about taking care of your body? And I don't just mean taking care of your body from the outside in. I mean taking care of your body from the inside out, right down to giving your cells the love that they need to keep you healthy, strong, and vibrant. There has never been a more important time for us to take care of our immune system than the times we live in right now. I want to share with you some of my favorite products from our product partner, USANA Health Sciences, that help to support a healthy immune system. First, let's talk about vitamin D. Did you know that vitamin D acts as a hormone and influences over 800 processes in our body? It is one of the most important vitamins that we need to take. And the reason that you'll want to choose to order from my USANA shop is that USANA products are pharmaceutical grade and they're manufactured in an FDA approved facility. What that means for you as a consumer is that what's on the label is in the bottle every single time. So you're getting the highest quality products when you choose to invest in your health. The next thing I want to mention is vitamin C. Now, vitamin C is something that we know we have to get from our food or from a supplement because it's not manufactured in our bodies. And it's well known that vitamin C, of course, helps with immune function and support. USANA does this through several different products. In Canada, we have a product called Poly-C, which is a patented blend of different vitamin Cs that allows the product to last longer in your body. And in the US, it's sold as a great product called Booster C 600, which includes the Poly-C, Echinacea, Zinc, and Elderberry, and comes in a beautiful powdered form. I've been using these products for myself and my family for over 15 years. So if you're ready to trust your health to USANA and these amazing supplements, please visit bit.ly slash healthy pandemic life. That's bit.ly slash healthy pandemic life. Now that we've taken care of our immune system, let's get back to the podcast. Oh, I am so happy that you're asking this question because, um, I don't really talk about my martial arts background, but it, it is such a huge part of who I am. Mm. And um, I started martial arts when I was six years old. And I remember the month before my mom took me to a ballet studio and I was bored as heck. (laughs) I was like, what is going on? I don't like this. And right next door was a Taekwondo studio. And my friend actually was going And one day she had a birthday party at the Taekwondo studio. And so I was obviously very excited to go. And I had the time of my life. And and I was like, this, this is what I meant to do. This is how I want to move my body. And so I quit ballet. I only did it for a month. And I went immediately to Taekwondo Dojang. And um, growing up, there weren't many Korean Americans in my town. Um, it was mostly, it was a very white Jewish Italian um, community. And so for me to find somewhat of my culture and people who looked like me was really important to me. And my master was Korean American as well. So he really felt like a second father to me. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't have a very close relationship with my father. So Master Joe was truly like a father that I never had. And he saw me, he saw me as 
you know, from a very little girl to a teenager to now a grown up. And I was at that dojang for 10 years um, until I went to college. So my whole life, basically my whole upbringing, I was there. And what I loved about Master Joe was after everything that he would teach, um, he would gather us in, like gather us in, in a circle um, and he would talk about a story. Every single class, whether it's about self-perseverance uh, or determination or believing yourself or never giving up or following your dreams, whatever it was, it was always about following your heart. And those messages have truly you know, become messages that, you know, my subconscious remembers. And even though I don't remember them, you know, word by word or phrase by phrase anymore, my subconscious has gathered all of the stories because, you know, a decade of classes <laughs> and me going there, what, like four, five, six times a week. I mean, I was there all the time. I was in their demonstration team. I was in their, um, competition team like so I was doing more than just the regular classes we would travel to different states and compete like I was fully immersed and so nunchucks was uh, one of the weapons that we would use we would use the staff the um the long stick the short stick I think some people use the fans um so we used a variety of <laughs> yeah of weapons and um it was traditional oriental martial arts that is what we called it um because there's also different degrees of Taekwondo and um, just different ways and methods. And so I just know that we are the traditional oriental one and um, it does look a little different, but I, I still have yet to find a Tojang that is like my master's. And so I'm still, I'm trying to rekindle that. Um, and one way that I've realized I can use what I love to also align with my my messages of joy and gratitude and other things I talk about is to combine the two things that I love to do. And I was like, hey, you know what? Like there are trends that people can hop on. I'm not really a trend person. I feel like I'm so late to the game for any trends. But one thing I know that I can do is just be me, be authentic. And that is nunchucks. <laughs> I I can't, I can't make that up. That's something that I've been doing yeah. for, for a very long time. Yeah. So it's like, why not just entertain with the 15, 30 seconds that I have and, and make it mine. Yeah. And it's honestly, but this is what you're saying is like, you, know, we talk about awakened joy, like watching you with the numchucks, you're, you're the joy is like palpable. It's incredible. And I think sometimes we worry about like, is it on brand? Is it whatever? And it's like, of course it's on brand if you're having fun and you're joyful. And it, it opens the door for a conversation about the side of you that we, you, you don't practice the way that you used to, but it's a huge part of the person you are today. So yes. you went to college. So did you leave home then to go to college? Yes, I went to Boston University. Okay. So maybe like four or five hours away from New Jersey, yeah. but um I originally really, really wanted to go to college on the West Coast in California. And my parents were like, no, you are already planning on leaving to Los Angeles. Anyway, we need to have you close for as long as we can. So Boston is the furthest place that we are letting you go. Really? Um, and so Boston University was where I ended up and it was the best. Oh, good. That's awesome. And then when did you move to LA? Oh. So you had an amazing time 
away at college. And then how did you end up in LA? Because obviously that's where you were meant to go. So you delayed that for a few years. And then did you go right away after school? I did. (laughs) (laughs) So during that summer, I I immediately went to Los Angeles. And so it's been four years. It's my home here. I love LA. I mean, I think for me, the sun is where I thrive. And the biggest part for me was also finding my Asian American artist community because I thought that, yeah, I thought that going to college. Okay. We apologize. If you're watching the video, there's like weird video stuff happening. We don't know why that's okay. Cause we're here. So yes. When you moved to LA, you said you found your Asian American uh, arts community and that was super important. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, absolutely. That's a great question. Growing up, like I said before, I never really had a community I could go to, um, especially as someone who is Asian American and pursuing the arts. It's really rare. Um, it's a lot more common now, which is amazing. But kind of growing up, I I was obviously the only one. And so I was really excited to go to college and meet other fellow, you know, Asian American females who looked like me, who would, you know, do the arts. And I was the only one in my grade. So (laughs) I was like, okay. Um, But there were a lot of great things because of that. I learned how to stand up for myself. I learned what it was like to uplift myself first so that I know how to uplift my my own community. Um, But it, it was a really great place to... Yeah, learn about myself first, I think. I think, you know, whatever you do, right? It starts with you. So, yeah. yeah. So I think everything does, you know, happen for that reason of um, it being what it what it is. And it gave me even more motivation to move to Los Angeles and to find that community. So the moment I went, I became a media host uh, for a Asian American media company that I, I really loved and respected uh, since I was growing up. And it was the perfect gateway, I think, for me to really meet a lot of incredible people who really spoke from their heart, who were really authentic, who, um, you know, really cared about where they came from, but also um, being able to uplift, you know, the communities that are around them right now. And I think it really gave me a lot of motivation to find the values that that carry on in my life. And I think one of the biggest values for me is to uplift my communities. And I don't think I would have really understood that or found that on my own had I not had the childhood that I had, had I not had the upbringing. And um, I think, you know, whenever you're faced with something and you realize you don't have what you want, you get even more excited to go for it. And I think that's what it's taught me. I see that in your work. And I see that, you know, as you have become this abundance coach and you're now working with um, your clients um, with your beautiful programs. So you, I know you're still acting and that's still a really important part (laughs) of who you are and what you're doing, but I want to hear the story of then how did you become an abundance coach? Absolutely. My story of becoming an abundance coach, I never thought I would be one. Uh, Whenever somebody would, you know, message me on Instagram and they're like, you should be a life coach. I love what you post. I would pay you to be a life coach. I was like, I got my BFA in theater. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) I I don't know anything. Um, And then in September of 2019, so not very long ago, my mom was diagnosed with cancer. 
And it really, as you know, when one gets ill, it shifts the whole family dynamic. And I moved back home from Los Angeles for the first time, I think, since I moved out. And because I I was like, well, I don't really need to see my my parents. I can love them at a distance because it, that's what was best for me. Um, but as the oldest of three and my siblings are still both in school, I had to come back home and take care of my mom. I was kind of the only person to be able to do that at that time. Um, and you start thinking about a lot of things, right? Um a lot of anger, guilt um, started coming up to the surface because we all knew that my mom's cancer could have been prevented had her mindset not been in scarcity. And, you know, I I was just going through so much of, you know, self-reflection and seeing my mom, she's only 50 years old, you know, she's so young and having to go through such unnecessary pain and struggle. Um, I was like, I don't want anyone else to have to go through this. This all could have been prevented had she, you know, lived in abundance mindset, had she lived a life of, of wonderment and, and love and knowing that she was meant to thrive. And she chose um, for a good long time what the external circumstances were going to determine for her instead of realizing that it was from the inside out. And how am I going to remind myself every day that abundance and gratitude is really the way to live, really the way to thrive. It is our birthright. And maybe I can be, you know, one of the vessels that can remind people that that is how we are meant to to be living and breathing every single day. And so I hired a coach to create a program with money that I didn't even have. You know, it was what, like a couple um, in eight weeks and I launched it. And luckily, um, you know, I, I was, I had, I think seven spots open and it filled out um, in, in just a matter of two weeks. And I did it again, filled out again, did it again filled out again. And I was like, okay, I have something going here. Um, something is working and it means people are looking for this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just hearing so many people's stories, so many people's backgrounds and recognizing that a lot of us, we have very similar traumas. We have a lot of, you know, um, parents who, who didn't teach us uh, the mindset to abundance Julie, I'm so grateful that you are a parent who teaches your your child that abundance is real, that you can wake up with gratitude every day. Because believe it or not, most people don't have that. Or at least more than 50% of the world didn't grow up with that. And so I wanted to be one of the people who can change that mindset. And if I can change those who are in their 20s and 30s, then those people can also carry on that message for the rest of their lives and to their generations and to their kids too. So it started with my mom and uh, I never thought that it was going to turn into something like this, but she is also a changed woman, changed mindset, and she is thriving. It's amazing. I like that. That part of the story is the best part that your mom (laughs) also shifted her mindset and it's doing so great that I was like wondering. So that's good. (sighs) You know what? I applaud your courage 
I applaud your courage to, again, in the face of something that could have gone really one way into the very negative and the, you know, oh my gosh, how is this happening to my mother? And this can't be, and all these negative things that could have come from it. You went the other way. You looked at it and said, okay, you know, this having a scarcity mindset, all these things, not living in joy and abundance is part of the reason why my mom is sick. I want to make a difference. I want to stand and be different and share that. And I, especially like, I love that you said twenties and thirties, because often, yeah, you know, when you're young, it doesn't make life coach, like what life experience do I have? But it's, it's super interesting because as a coach and a mentor, and even in leadership, it's not about the amount of experience that you have. It's actually about the people that you're working with. All that's most important for you is to just be one or two steps ahead, right? Have yeah. one or two little wisdom knowledge yeah. that you've acquired that they just haven't yet. And we have this like weird thing where the coach has to be on a huge pedestal and has had to have all these like crazy experiences. I don't think that's necessary. I oh, think no. we can all learn from each Me other. Too. Yeah. Right. And then maybe we graduate from mm-hmm. working with Amy and we find someone else after. Right. And that like you, like yes. you worked with your coach who then made you into a coach who has their clients, right? Like it's very, yes, it's beautiful. So what is, um, what is the awakened joy program look like today? The awakened joy program. The Awaken Joy program is a program to come back home to your truest self. So it is shedding any limiting belief systems, anything that society has taught you that you are not, so that you can reclaim, so that you can start within yourself what that joy, who you are. And I think that's really important because I think a lot of us, we're always asking answers to the external. We're always like, well, who am I? What am I good at? What do you think of me? Why does that matter when you can determine that for yourself? And I think a lot of us, we struggle with that, especially right now, you know, with, you know, the current situations that's going on um, that's prevalent with the pandemic and COVID. And um, I think a lot of people are having these hard but necessary reflections and they're coming to this place of like a tug of war, like, but I've been taught this my whole life, but but this inner voice inside of me is saying something. And that's kind of where I come in. And I'm like, lean in, lean into that inner voice because that is your soul reminding you of who you are, who you are meant to be. And that is what Awakened Joy is. You are, you have this real wisdom about the way that you speak and the way that you share. It's it's pretty awesome. I, I love, I just hear Thank it you. in your words. It comes through as, words of wisdom, as opposed to you telling me what to do. And I think that's really amazing. I, I just, I can feel it in my body. Um, wow, is it a, you. it's a group coaching program or is it one-on-one? How does it work? Right now it is one-on-one okay. and an online course. So for the online course, we meet once a month and it's all the awakened joyers. And, um, I always ask people, what do you want to focus on? And so during that time, you know, I focus on one person at a time and we really unravel everything, but for the, those who want to go a lot deeper, the one-on-one exists. And, um, the reason why I stopped doing the group coachings, like one, one at a time 
was because some people were like, I can't make it at this time or I'm at a different time zone and it's just not working for me. Is there something else? And so I had to really, you know, take a step back and say, okay, what is going to work for everyone? And I realized that to myself, I take a lot of online courses that I can do on my own so that when I have time, I can schedule it in my planner and I can do it. And that's what some people are starting to ask me too. And I was like, you know what? I just want to make something that is accessible for everybody. And we can find that, you know, one time a month and we can really hone everything in and all the videos are recorded. And that's what seemed to really work for everybody. So I'm really happy I found a middle ground. <laughs> Yay. Awesome. So as we wrap things up, Amy, we've been kind of all over the place. You've heard about this incredible experience you had through your childhood, how martial arts has really had a, an impact in the person you are today, yeah. your journey from, you know, being actor to becoming an abundance coach. And you mentioned some of the ways you practice gratitude, you know, with first thing in the morning and in the evening, uh, what other ways does gratitude practice show up in your life? Absolutely. Um, this is a really amazing question for me right now, because today I actually decided to go back on the habits that made me really happy a few months ago. And I started to wake up at five in the morning again, and I would do my morning meditation walks. And um, once I hurt my ankle, I couldn't do it for a few months. And that's kind of my way of, you know, having gratitude because nature reminds me of that. Mm -hmm. And finally, now that I'm able to walk again and walk for miles and miles on end, um, I chose to reset, you know, and pretend as though I don't know anything that anyone has ever told me. And I decide, you know, to choose to think of my thoughts without judging them. And so similar to you, right. When you got out of your coma, and you were like, just drinking a sip of water, you know, and finding gratitude in the smallest things, because I realized you can't do a do over, sure, but you can choose to do the reset button and say, how am I going to live today? And so going outside, just being like, wow, how did like, that's a flower, just like the smallest things like, oh my God, do you ever just look at a flower and you're like, how do you even exist? Right? Yes. Like, like a blade of grass. Yeah. You're like, what? Starting from there, just resetting, holding a cup of uh, water or, or just holding your candle. And you're just like, I, I am so grateful that something like you just exists yeah. and starting from there. So for me today, I, 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 I pressed my internal reset button and I was like, I am going to start today as if I have never lived something like this before, as though I have never seen or touched a candle. I've never drank a glass of water. I have never, you know, looked at a dog before. And I just started with that. And you'll find so much gratitude in just the, the littlest things. The little things are truly the big things. And wow, it, it really has shown me a lot today. <laughs> oh, the little things really are the big things. Yeah. The, this practice of gratitude at the most, you know, that a seed turns into a flower. How does that even work? I don't know. It's don't a miracle. Know. It, is. it is. I mean, I, you know, well, you're in LA, I'm on Vancouver Island. I mean, it's January and the trees oh. are budding. 
I'm like, what? Wow. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Oh yeah. It's, it's a, we have a 12, we have a 12 month growing season here. It's, it's like a really amazing, That's amazing beautiful. place to live. And uh, yeah, my magnolia tree has buds on it. I was like, oh my gosh, like this wow. is amazing. Right. The miracle that is that, bud. I love taking photos of, I love taking photos, but I also love really taking photos of like one magnolia flower or like one little rose, right? Like really getting in and like just noticing one little thing, but like you, I, you know, I, I come and go and do that sometimes and not always. So it's always a good reminder. And I think, you know, a lot of our audience here already does different practices for gratitude. And what we do in the podcast is we remind them of ways they might've forgotten. Like you said, you, you're going back to this way or we inspire them to try something new. So Amy, I mean, I've just loved, loved our time together. Where do we find you? I know you hang on at Instagram a lot, but where are the best places to find you? Yes, absolutely. So like you mentioned, Instagram, my handle is A-M-I underscore Park, P-A-R-K. And my website is awakened-joy.com. So those are the two prevalent areas you can find me. And if you want to email me, it's hello at awakened-joy.com as well. (laughs) You're easy to find. Amy, this interview has been just an incredible uh, journey together. And I, I hope that our listeners got the same kind of wisdom that I picked up from you today. I'm really honored that you reached out and that we made this connection at the right time in the right moment. And I just, you know, thank divine guidance for bringing us together today. So thank you so much, Amy. Thank you so much. This was so heartwarming and I'm so grateful to meet you. Thank you for listening right to the end of the podcast. I hope this episode inspired you to choose to practice gratitude in different ways than you might have before. If you're not already following the podcast on your favorite app, all you have to do is click on the check mark or plus sign under the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast name to make sure that you're alerted of all the new episodes. If you really enjoy this podcast and want others to hear about it, it would mean so much if you could leave a review on your favorite app. Your review can help others to find the podcast and start to join us in choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.